There is the music. Episode 103 is underway. Cool button hockey podcast. Greg, we had a lively show in 102, you and I. And during the week, a few things came up, one of which was host Board of Governors meetings and expanding the playoffs. People trying to convince me, Cooley, eight versus nine, and how about a seven to 10, and an 84 game schedule. Well, you and I saw 70 turn into 74, turn into 78, turn into 80, turn into 84, turn into whatever we're talking about. At one point, what is too much? And don't you think the second we go more than four rounds and 16 teams, we're messing with with greatness in the playoffs, Mr. Button. 84 games and more than 16 teams. You've been in the meetings before. What would you say if Gary said, what do you think, Craig? What do you think? (laughs) Well, I mean, here's what's interesting. On this December 23rd, sounds like uh, we're celebrating Festivus. Yes. Sounds like you're you're airing agreements. You and 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 I have a I have a I have a funny feeling that might not be your only grievance. The airing of grievances, a big part of Festivus. We're we're unable to do the feats of strength, although I've seen you do sit-ups on a table at uh, <laughs> a public restaurant. <laughs> so, yes. Oh yeah, you you pumped them out pretty good. You were going pretty good. I guess you could get down and give me 10, 10 push-ups now, kid. Give me 10. I would say to you that, you know, you know, we have those, we have these discussions. Everybody does. We have these discussions and, and they're worth having. So, so I would say to Mr. Batman, what are we trying to gain here? Because if it's just about getting teams in the playoffs, put them all in then. What's, what is the game by having a, a, a seven, 10, eight, nine plan? What's the game? I, I could understand, okay, do you want to add an extra game or two to the schedule? I get that. That's revenue-based and, you know, the, there's something. There. But, you know, and, and I just don't – You di- to me, you dilute the meaning of the playoffs by adding more teams. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't want dilution. I don't, I don't want it. I, I, I don't want it. So, therefore, it, I, I've heard it for years. Oh, yeah, the excitement you would have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you'd have excitement. I, I think you start to, I, I think you do harm to the brand and the harm to the brand is people start to go, well, you know what? I'll just wait to see what unfolds. Are, are you going to buy season tickets? We already have people with a shorter extension span. We already have people that are tuning in and, and this isn't me talking. This is the, this is what all the data is telling you. People tune in. They tell us what we got. Tell us something meaningful. Maybe just go to the seven versus 10 on day one. <laughs> Yeah, make it a tournament. And we've seen the progression, as I said, of the schedule. And the great thing about this is, and Bill Daly was on the show, and he just said, never discussed expanding the playoffs. And I know Gary's not a fan of it. The same way when people bring up three-point games, like three for regulation win, not interested. And somebody's done some models where it's almost identical anyway, where – there's nothing to be gained by changing 105 years of history in the standings and everything else. So if there's nothing to be gained by it, and if this system works to keep as many teams in it until they're out of it, there has to be a reason for improvement. And, you know, you and I have talked about one to eight. We believe that that's better, that that rewards the top of the conference, but it doesn't help in a bracket, make money, create some interest, I don't know, stateside and doing a bracket format. Other than that, I don't think there's an appetite for that change. 
maybe 84 games, Craig, but boy, we ask a lot of these guys. And you know what? When you allow certain teams in, I'm not going to pick on Carolina as an expansion team or Columbus, but you're more than happy to take their expansion fees. You're more than happy to take it, spend it, invest it in whatever. But once they're in, they're a member of the club and you know they, they have a say as well. I look at it and say, what is for the greater good, right? The greater good. They don't like to play games in early October. I would start every season on the 1st of October. I don't care what day of the week it is. I'd like to be done on April the 1st and start the playoffs pitter-patter. Let's get at her. And in a perfect world, we end in late May. And like a farmer, when he leaves the field for a season, June is a time of relaxation. Their bodies get healthier. You add anything that pushes us past June 15th? Craig, that's too much. Oh, oh, and by the way, your season's over, Craig. I need you at the World Championship. Oh, and by the way, there's a World Cup in September. I need you to all... Come on. Like, when do we say enough is enough? That, that, I'm just looking at the big pictures over seasons and the wear and tear on the body, Craig. Well, I mean, you're talking about physiology now, and, that, and, that, and that's scientific, and, that, and that's absolutely the case. You, you use the term nothing to be gained, and, and that's what – tell me what we gain. Tell me what we gain. The World Junior Hockey Championship has 10 teams in, in, in the tournament. Russia is not involved because of of their ongoing uh, in, invasion of Ukraine. So, what team comes in? The eleventh best team in the world. <laughs> That's right. And, and and the tenth best team isn't very good, and the ninth best team isn't very good. So now we're going to add the eleventh best team. What what do you think? Like all of a sudden they're going to be good. So we're going to add the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth teams in the National Hockey League. Like that's diluting your product. Sorry. You know what? You need a GPA to get into this university. Sorry, young uh, person, you didn't achieve it. You're not. You're not getting in. Well, you know, maybe just let me in. And well, when you start to lower the bar, guess what, Steve? You always talk about quality control. Quality yep. control. When you start lowering the bar, quality goes down. That's what happens. So I would ask the question: Do you want your quality to go down? I don't. It, no. 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th team. You want to be in the playoffs? Finish in the top eight of your conference, period. And Bill Guerin, I love what he said. 82 games is enough to figure things out. Like 82 games is enough to figure things out. And when you draw another line, then the team that's 21st will say, well, what about us? We were one point behind the 20th team. And on and on it goes. And you're right, Craig, not everyone deserves a ribbon. Okay, I don't want everyone to get a ribbon here. And I think this is about societal as well. Tough love. No, can't do it. Can't afford it. Answers no, not this time. Draw a line. And that's where sometimes people need to go. And I think Gary for 30 years has been great at it. When we get to February, we'll kind of do some look backs because you were right around then at a time when people said, from the NBA, American, what, what are we doing? What's going on? And I think in many, many ways, you know, there was some tough love in there, but it couldn't have gone any better. So that that's an issue. Anything about the Board of Governors or where we are, there was a lot of fake news that came out of it, right? There was a belief, and I don't know whose insiders were dropping some of these things, but Bill said, Steve, that never happened. Steve, that never came up. Steve, that's not true. And when Bill said it, this isn't Bill spin doctoring. He basically let us know that some of the things that were said on the beach were, were 
they never came up. I I I laughed and I laughed, Craig. I did because I thought to myself, what? Where are people coming up with? Is this their own ideas that they just say? Well, I what was this? One came up about a play-in game or tournament to decide first overall. Oh, never happened. Playoffs extension never happened, Craig. I don't know where to go, I, and I don't know what's going to happen with the the blending. There's talk of blending, right, and different things. We don't know where it's going to go, but there's one thing we have to look at. If we don't know, we don't make it up, Craig. At episode 103. <laughs> I'm not putting Jacob Chikrin in Ottawa for Artem Zub in a first-round pick. You know what I mean? We could talk what a fair trade would be for uh, Luke, uh, one of the Hughes brothers, but in this situation, I think for the most part, we're in a good spot, and there's no changes coming, right, Craig? When we go to March in the, in the GM's meetings, there, is there anything that's a hot burner topic? Not, not that I'm aware of. Not like you know. And again, like just stop and think. Like, see, to me, this is stop and think about the idea. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a participation game to determine the first overall pick. Like, so, oh yeah, you've had a miserable season at that point in the year, you might have injuries, you traded players, everybody's just, everybody's just trying to get to the end. Oh, by the way, we're going to have a game and uh, you know what, we want to get the first pick and we need to win this game. Like what, what, like, come on. Like, and, and what I would say is, 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 is these types of ideas and it happened last year at the GM's meetings as well. And, and you recall all the GM Big topic at the GM's meetings. Long-term injury reserve, you know, discussion about it. Two minutes. Two minutes. It was over in two minutes. Two minutes. That's all you heard. This was a big topic. Two minutes. That's all That's all they took. Two minutes. And again, like, you can talk about, like, but, like, anyway, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to get into it, you know, with respect to, you know, when the, when the deputy commissioner, Bill Daly, comes out and goes, Nope, didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. You know what? That's the insider. <laughs> he was on the inside. He was there. <laughs> okay, so let's we slide away from that because we think we've clarified the muddiness because there wasn't muddiness, right, Craig? At the end of the day, there's, it was pretty simple. This is the cap. We're not changing any rules. And we didn't discuss A, B, C, and D. So whatever you heard on the beach, um, you know, Bury it in the sand, I guess I would say. Well, like, I mean, you know what happens on the beach? Steve, you made a snow, you, you made a sandcastle once, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you make a sandcastle, you look at it, and then the wave comes up and washes it up. Nobody even knew the sandcastle was there. Just, just sand again. That's what I would say. <laughs> Play end game for the first overall pick. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. You know, you and, and again, again, I'm not, I'll finish with this. You, you use blending. So, uh, you know, defining blending is simple. Like they're talking about, you know, the salary cap going up and, you know, escrow has to be repaid. So that, that that's what Steve means when he says blending. That's a, that's a salary cap issue. And the, I guess they'll continue to see if there's something that can be worked out that way. Teams want the cap to go up. We know that, right? We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But to your point, do better. People need to do better. If you can't make the playoffs, do better. Do better. Oh, we're not in the playoffs. Be better next year. <laughs> Just like the guy that I was uh, in the car with, he says, uh, I got a job. I do uh, some data investing and planning in the day, and I drive a car at night because uh trying to pay down the mortgage and do little things. Any little thing to get ahead, to do better. Just the same way the kids work on the skills to get better. The same way 
you know, uh, people do other things in life. They build fences or, you know, they help people with their taxes. There's, there's ways to do better to kind of move up instead of saying, well, you know, my boss gave me 1% this year. I'm not too happy. Okay. Well, what are you going to do to do better to get 2% next year? Instead of every, it's the teacher's fault, Craig. It's the hockey coach's fault. It's society's fault. How about the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror and, and, and doing better? And that's kind of what we're saying in this scenario. And it's the same thing that we could say with, you know, the Calgary Flames and maybe the Florida Panthers. Five months after the trade hasn't really gone so well for these two teams. You know, Florida, that game against the Devils the other day, and they lost and they're angry about the Barkoff injury. They tried to take it out on the Devils at, you know, the 39 second mark, what was left on the clock. Calgary, the, I don't know, Craig. It's, it was a, remember, we have trades that are good for both teams. Could this end up being a trade that ends up being bad for both teams? Or just other than could chuck a lot of guys underachieving, underwhelming. Well, expectations too, right? So what are the expectations? The the Florida Panthers were the president's trophy winners last year. And, you know, dismal in their second round loss to uh, Tampa Bay. So Bill Zito, well, we're, we're going to make changes. We're going to make some significant change. Fine. You know, Calgary Flames, a team with 50 wins last year. I mean, they awful against the uh, Edmonton Oilers in the second round. So things unfold. Both those teams, both those teams, look like they do not have uh, a, a really good, what I would call body of, 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 of like what I call the posts. You, what's your home post? What's your home base? What What's your game? Tell me what, what, what's the Florida Panthers game? I don't know. What's the Calgary Flames game right now? I don't know what Calgary Flames game is. I see, I see little snippets of it at times. I see some stretches of it. But it always feels like it's like just hanging on a thread. It's like a team can just go, oh, you know what, we'll, we're not worried. The Calgary Flames used to take control of games last year and just like just put a grip on them and there was no turning back. The Florida Panthers were, were an excellent offensive team. I don't know what they are. And I think that's a bigger problem. What are we? I just haven't been impressed. I, haven't been, I, don't, even, I don't know if it's so much the trade, but, you know, new coach in Florida. Daryl Sutter and, uh, and and two very experienced coaches. Their teams haven't haven't been consistent, and I don't like the way their teams play. And you know where that goes to, Steve? Goes right on the coaches. You know what? Hey, Daryl and Paul, coach better, coach better. They give up too much. They give oh. up too much. I mean, you look at certain teams that are in their same tax bracket. I think, and. They're better at stopping the rush. They're better at ending a cycle chance. They're better at aborting a play that's not there and living for another day. They're they're better at executing late in the game when a game is on the line. Like when you're up 2-1 and you just hand the puck to Doug Hamilton, here, here you go, and then you're caught on the two-on-one and allow a bad goal. There's one, two, three, four things that happen in eight seconds, Greg. And and that's a, a that's a microcosm of the season. Cough up the puck, bad pinch, two on one, and a goal that goes in under the glove. Like, uh, and it's not just Bobrovsky and 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 Knight's been better, but uh, you know, a, a little bit. There's a lot of other things that go along in there. It's just a meal that's just not right. This doesn't just need some salt. This I'm worried about the recipe. And in Cal and the longer this goes, 
people in the East, like Washington and the Islanders, who, you know, they want to get in the playoffs. The Devils, you know, they won that game the other night. Then you've got the three in the Atlantic. We might go three, five this year. If like, and that would be scary for Florida. And you start looking at the Flames, weaker division in conference. That that might be a bonus to them, but it might be the same thing. It might be if Seattle's for real, if the Kings are in there, the Oilers might be a wild card. There might not be enough room. And I know it's a long year. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I just keep being underwhelmed. Down 3-1, tie the game, and then still lose. And you know what they say in the broadcast? Well, they still got the point. Yeah, but the Kings got two. <laughs> That's who they're chasing. <laughs> and yeah, it's okay. I got a 55% on the exam. Yeah, but you need the you need an A to boot, but they need an A to bump their mark. Just, they need an A. So with games above five, you want to get to 100 points, you need to be plus 18. You're only plus three. That means you got to play plus 15 the rest of the way, which means you better play A hockey. Well, they can do that, the fans, if they just win 10 in a row. Okay, okay, that's great. <laughs> but, but Craig, you know what happens when you win 10 in a row? That means you've already said that you've lost the nine, the 11th game. So 10 in a row means... We won 10 in a row. Okay, but then you were you lost one, won 10 in a row, and lost one. So no matter what, you only were plus eight because you won 10 in a row, which meant you had to lose the game before and then the one afterwards. Oh, I never thought of that. So yeah, so you and that's great if you win 10 in a row. Well, who's who's won 10 in a row so far this year? You know, Boston or New Jersey that put points in the bank. I just think sometimes that what you see is what you get. And Milan Lucic, God love him on the second line, you know. And the Panthers have moved guys around. And I know Miss Duclair and Barkov and everything else. I just, they both, Craig, they both leave us wanting more. And uh, I don't know what's going to change. I know what I want to change. I just don't know if it's going to change. Yeah, it's so well said. So well said. All right, time now for KB on Ice. An inside look at the NHL brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction's Canada Sportsbook, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Heading into the break, Craig, what do you got? What do you like? I'm taking two games on this Friday before the break, Christmas holiday freeze. Uh, I'm taking the Devils to beat the Bruins. The Devils, the, the, I, I believe in them. You know that. I'm taking them to win. And I'm not liking the Florida Panthers. They got to go on the Long Island. I don't, I, I, don't like, I don't like their chances. Islanders at home, and the Devils show that they are – they are competitors. They're contenders. I'm taking the Oilers over the Vancouver Canucks. That's easy. McDavid over two points again. I'm going to say one goal, two assists, three points. The Canucks, thank God for number 40. That's cool. the only reason I get up and watch those games. And the Capitals are home to the Jets. We had to break down the video on TSN yesterday. No, not Ovechkin's goal. But Ovi scores tonight. Capitals beat the Jets. How do you like that, Craig? I like it. I like it. And I like McDavid to get four points. I'm going I'm going one up on you. I love it. Sports Interactions Canada Sportsbook. Log on to SIA.com forward slash cool button pod. That's us. Sign up and deposit today. Canada Sportsbook is Sports Interaction 19 plus. Craig and I say this together. Please. Gamble responsibly. responsibly. Yes, yes.
Beg, borrow, and steal. That's what coaches say that they do from other coaches. Even Scotty Bowman says, if I see something another coach does, if I can use it, copy it, I will. Craig, there was a show called Seinfeld. You know that once in a while I make a reference to the show. We're going to beg, borrow, and steal Festivus and the airing of grievances. There's a lot of things we don't like about you people, and you're going to hear about it right now on this episode. Craig, you go first. Air one grievance, and we'll grievance back and forth like we're playing pickleball. Hopefully nobody hurts their face, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) So all these years, all these years that you and me have been together, and we always joke about Seinfeld and everything, and I was talking, you, you know, everybody knows I'm Kramer. You know, I'm Kramer. That's who I am. (laughs) But you might be Frank Costanza. Like, I never thought of you as Frank Costanza, but you might be Frank Costanza. So I'm going to begin with my airing of grievances. My airing of grievances is the NHL not calling the goaltenders for knocking the net off the posts. They're doing it on purpose. They're cheating. Call it. Just say, you know what? I I would, and I'd say before the game, if I see any deliberate action here or anything I deem is deliberate, you're getting a two-minute penalty for delay of the game. End of story. I've seen it more and more. And then, and then I hear this, well, you know, the, the goalies, you know, when they push on a thing. I've done some work on this. Yep. I've been told very clearly by a number of people, clearly, that because of where the posts are, your leg pushing against that post can't dislodge it. Your leg, you better be able to bend, you better be able to squat 600 pounds because that's how, that, that, that's how it's done, side to side. Because they're in the thing. Remember, the net was built to be dislodged backwards. Watch the goaltenders. They're doing it with their shoulders. They're doing it on purpose. Call it. Stop it in its tracks right now. So the Mike McKenna's of the world that say it's the ice crew's fault or the pegs aren't strong enough, your response is? It's the goalie's fault and they're cheating. Call it. It'll end in a snap just like that. Okay, excellent grievance. Uh, I am filing a uh, Festivus grievance, airing it out on rules. And I think everyone should go through at least a little uh, refresher. It would be great if it was done on NHL.com or TSN.ca, just about the rules. People don't like something that happens to their team. They're complaining about the rules. Even Darren McCarty didn't like the check Ryan Reeves threw on Philip Heronic. He thought it was a dirty check, which was in line with the rules. Just because it was on a Red Wing, he said, I wish I was on the ice so I could have enacted some type of retribution. However, if the check was on, I don't know, uh, Matthew Dumba, they would have said, what a great check. Same thing with all other Rule 48s or the play at the blue line. To this day, the Edmonton Oilers are still complaining about delayed offside Kale McCarr and referencing the McDavid play from earlier this year. Thank God for Mark Spector, who said it's offside people move on when we talked about possession and control. Yay, 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 yay. Sometimes we need to say things seven times because as a jury needs to be reminded, maybe the fans need to be reminded, and the media. One of the national broadcasters continues to put up official challenge when the play is going to the situation room because of a high stick or a kick that is a league 
That's a league-initiated challenge, not an offside or coach's challenge, Mr. Button. I am surprised how, how a lack of common rule knowledge, and I'll also say this about USA Hockey and Hockey Canada, it's about time right now that they get the NHL rule book and they start applying all the rules that we've had for 15 years to their leagues. For example, little Johnny shoots the puck, hits the crossbar, goes up and over the glass. As you know, where's that face off in the NHL, Craig? All the draws are inside, inside, inside all the time. And we only drop the puck on nine dots. That's it. There's only nine spots. In minor hockey, they bring the face off outside. So what's going on? That's the rules, Steve. You don't know the rules? It's been a rule change for 15 years, Craig. Same thing as putting a player in the box for five minutes. Get the NHL rule book that the IAHF is copying. Oh, that's a good rule, what Stephen Wacom did. So I'm airing my grievances. Hopefully the new people at Hockey Canada will have an attention to detail so the kids benefit from the NHL rules, Craig. Three things the coaches can challenge. Offside leading to a goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a missed stoppage in play and goaltender interference. Three things. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and, and a missed stoppage and a missed stoppage could be a high stick over the head. Like if they, if you, if you spot it, that ended up being maintained possession led to a goal. You, you, you know, so that's something that could happen, but bottom line is those are the three things coaches can challenge. Everything else comes from hockey ops. <laughs> But you're right, Steve. You know what? Just like it's amazing. NHL.com, just search rule book and you can download the rule book. And there's a video rule book. <laughs> so will any of that change? Will there be a refresher? I mean, no. fans, media, and even players, right? Even the no. players, even the players don't know some of the rules. That's okay. I'm not like, you know what? That's okay. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to know the rules, that's fine. Like, you know, what, what's the saying that goes, how to tell me you don't know the rules by telling me you don't know the rules. You hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. Mike Sullivan's a brilliant coach. Sidney Crosby. They didn't know the helmet rule last year. They didn't know the helmet rule. They didn't know it. And like, so am I like, does that mean Mike and Sydney did? Well, it's like a test in school. You might not know the answer to the question, right? And you know what? The teacher comes on, puts a big X through it. Bottom line is, do you want to learn it or don't? Do you want to, do you want to understand? Some people doesn't matter. That's okay. But just understand that when you go and start talking about the rules, you know, you're the one that can uh, look uh, pretty asinine. If I can use that word. When yeah. you start talking about things, you know, when you talk about that, my car played, you, this is the other one I, I hear agreements. So I, I walk, I go, okay, so let's look through the tag up offside rule, delayed offside called tag up. I is this officially agreements? Are you doing agreements? I'm doing agreements. Okay, so I, I got to officially like, say, Craig, Craig Festivus just is filing agreements. Go agreements. ahead. I'm filing agreements. Okay, good. So you walk them through it, right? And they go, yeah. And, and it, it, this is it. But I don't agree with it. Why? <laughs> I don't agree with it. Wait a sec. Two plus two equals four. Here I have two apples here, and I'm going to add two more apples, and I'll go. So one apple, one. Count them up. Four. Yeah, I know there's four, but I don't agree with it. What do you mean? Don't agree with it? Like it, it it's there, and like it, like you said, 
you know, the the the, the Macar playing the playoffs. It, like it's like I, I don't even I just I just Steve, you know what I do? I give it this. I just give it this look. I just go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Folks, you should see the look. You know what the look is? It, well, I can't say it because they're gonna have to drop. And I, I don't want to drop a four-letter word here on a, no. the grievance. So, okay, I got another one. It's a, it's a minor one, but people pick up on it, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's creative. In the IIHF, for whatever reason, when a goal scored, men, women, best on best, or World Juniors, they blow the whistle. That bugs me. Right? Connor Bedard scores and the ref points and blows the whistle. We don't blow the whistle in the NHL. We don't need to blow the whistle. What am I blowing a whistle for? Oh, stop a play. Play is stop. They blow the whistle. We don't need the whistle, Craig. The referee just points to the net and it's a goal and you sound a horn or you cheer or whatever. You don't need to blow the whistle. I don't know why they do that. It's dumb. It's not now. Oh, a player thinks, oh, I was going to keep going. I didn't know if the puck was in the net or not. If it hits a crossbar or it goes underneath and people are confused, you can blow a, a multiple blow. Beep, 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 beep. That means like stop, 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 stop. That's one thing. But in the moment, the referee needs to point and blow the whistle at the IHF. It bugs me. They don't need to do it, Craig. You're there. The good thing about this grievance with the IHF, Craig can take care of it. So when you go down there, knock on the referee's room and tell him to stop blowing the whistle. It's unnecessary. And we don't need it, Craig. And it's fixable. This grievance is fixable. Well, I, I think a lot of grievances are fixable. I just told you about my goalie knocking the post off. Yes, like, you yes. Know, yeah. And again, like, like, hey, this is what happened, right? But, you know, what? if you want to go and learn the rules, if you don't know the rules, don't talk about the rules. That's my suggestion, right? But a lot of people want to talk about the rules. Oh, yeah, this is a, no, that's not how it's written. And then even, even when you show them, like, possession and control and even when you say it's subjective right like oh like here's the rule as written <laughs> like you tell me what the problem is oh yeah and just stop you know what know what you don't know know what you don't know and don't start telling me how and and, and over overriding tones that you really don't know but you want to keep telling me what you don't know and you think you know there's lots of things I don't know. I don't go telling everybody what I don't know. Yeah, and I know, and you know me where, and I guess this isn't officially a grievance, but, you know, there was a young lady just got hired uh, by one of the teams and on her Twitter page said, I am the new sideline reporter for this NHL team. I'm the new sideline reporter. Or when we go to the uh, scores table, or you can just go, I think sometimes, Craig, there's just a, there's a, there's a vernacular that I guess we're, I guess when you're in Montreal or in Toronto or in certain spots, there's a certain vernacular. And that's why there's a certain magic. Sometimes I just put Danny Galvin on Craig and I hear Danny Galvin. It's a Christmas carol of Danny Galvin and just the magic of the call. And yesterday I was at the game and I saw Chris Cuthbert, who I think is the best. There's just the magic of movement in the call. And then other times it's, it's just, it's an art form, isn't it? Play by play. It's just an art form. You know, when we think of the Danny Gallivans and Foster Hewitts and Dan Kellys and some of the times it's mad, it's got a, it's like painting. It's a beautiful, and sometimes it's just, it's, it's a work in progress. That, that's what I say, a shot and a score. 
what the hell is that, Craig? You know, a shot and a score. <laughs> I, I sometimes think, am I putting this game on mute? Or am I coming up with an app that Craig and I will call your game at times? I'm not so <laughs> sure what's going on. And I'm not saying uh, by any means that I'm in any of that category or anything else. But sometimes I'm wondering what I'm listening to. I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering what Danny and Foster are doing up there playing cribbage and saying what is going on. So I think, I think that's just something to keep in mind. And sometimes that's why we yearn for the good old days, Mr. Craig Button, as the countdown to Christmas is on. Well, I mean, you, you talk about the good old days, but you know the, the today's days are good. I mean, you know, we watch the skill, we watch the game, we watch you know, everything that, that these players can do and we see it at all different levels. And it, it's, it's massively impressive. It's massively impressive, you know, to see what they do. And so, you know, we got to celebrate that and, you know, pr progress means that we're going to do things for the betterment to your term, like for the greater good. So let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing things for the greater good. And, and, and to me, you know, when, when we look at different things, that ask the question is this for the greater good what do we gain what are the benefits gained don't oh yeah it'd be nice yeah play in game for the first overall pick can you imagine that that's my grievance somebody saying a play in game for the first overall pick that might be the dumbest thing i've heard in a long time those are the grievances feats of strength Sidney Crosby leads the league in even strength points. He is on pace for 47 goals and almost 110 feats of strength. And sometimes I think that we in life, honestly, take things for granted. The simple things, maybe it's dialing 911 and having somebody come up and you know, maybe save your life for someone you know, or maybe someone you don't know. It's, it's a great system that we have in play. But to me, when I look at Connor McDavid night in, night out, and where would the Oilers be without McDavid? I think Bakersfield at times, Craig. I think the times when McDavid and Dreisaitl look at each other and they think, we are the sun and the moon. Is there another galaxy that we might have more? Are they going to ever be able to? And people say, well, they had a good run last year. They did. I don't know if they were going to beat the Colorado Avalanche. Right now, McDavid, right now, projected 70 goals. And 160 points almost. Not a lot of people other than 66 and 99 have been in that category. That's a feat of strength. McDavid and Crosby and what they've done. I'm not saying these numbers. You're going to get in the dog days of January. And it's harder. You block a shot. Something's not right. Three games and four nights. Then the break. I get all that stuff. But right now, McDavid and Crosby, feats of strength. I don't know if we'll ever see them play together on a best on best. But feats of strength, Craig, and you were pumping the iron. That's my final thought on feats of strength. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go to feats of strength. And, and literally, feats, F-E-E-T-S, of strength, Eric Carlson. Ah. His foot is good. His ankle is good. He's healthy. Uh, you know, Eric talked about training. He talked about reconnecting with people that were important in his life. You know, you know what strength is? It's about saying, I need help. I'm like, I'm weak right now. I need to help myself. And Eric said, this is what I'm going to go and do. I'm, I'm, and, and he talked about how, how he'd let things slip in, in his life. And, and we're not talking about me, but 
connecting with people and people that were important and then the physical part of it feats of strength eric carlson i am loving watching him play every single game he is so terrific and like i'm thinking to myself wow we talk about crosby and crosby has had no eric carlson's brilliant and i mean he, he we're ek 65 oh like you know what stay up late the game started at 1030 Eastern time for everybody else. I don't want to hear at the end of the year about, oh, maybe Eric Carlson should be. If Eric Carlson right now isn't right at the top of your list for Norris Trophy candidates, don't talk to me because that means you're not watching. Great stuff. Great stuff. Do we have a call in line that Bruce can answer for people who are complaining about our feats of strength? Uh, some people will wonder why or airing of grievances. Uh, some people wonder why. We haven't talked about certain NHL organizations, Craig. Before we say goodbye for 103, which of these teams is in the biggest mess? Is it Vancouver? Is it Anaheim? Is it Chicago? Is there anyone that's in the most trouble? You're at the World Juniors. We're talking Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and the rest of the group. Leo Carlson, you like a lot as well. Who's in the most trouble and might have the greatest present? under the June draft tree. Let's end with that. Okay, so there's a great present. There is a great present in Connor Bedard, but he, and and it, the, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, really, really uh, good players. So it's not like there's just one there. This isn't the Sidney Crosby and then, you, and then Bobby Ryan draft. This is McDavid Eichel. This is where you're at. This is, and, and, and it's really good. The team, and it, it disappoints me, it even makes me sad. Yes. And I'm not a, I've never been a fan of theirs, but it makes me sad because to me, they have lost their way. They have lost their identity and they're not very good. And that's the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh. It makes me sad. The Philadelphia, I, I call them an original seven team. They were the first post expansion team to win the Stanley Cup. I do. I put them in that pantheon with the, with the original six. And the Flyers always had an identity. Everybody knew what they were. They have lost their way. They, I, I, I watch them and I just go, these aren't the Philadelphia Flyers. Love them, hate them, everywhere in between. Those aren't the Philadelphia Flyers that I've watched over the years. And for those official scorers out there that think we're not watching, we're watching when there's that <laughs> second assist. We're seeing what's going on. We have a compilation list and we're checking it twice and we're adding to it. So you better be nice, not naughty, or you'll be part of a Festivus episode <laughs> of the future. Craig, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Bruce, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you and yours. It's World Junior time. Be good, be safe. The weather is crazy out there. And remember, be nice in here, in the hearts. Think of people as 2023 is around the corner. For everyone here, ho, 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 we'll see you on Boxing Day. So long.